What is intuition? Um, and what separates intuition from thinking? And which one is more important, more deserving of your attention in this matter, right? In life. So, one of the kind of uh, ideals, I guess you could say, within certain spiritual circles is this idea of intuition and listening to one's intuition and being guided by it as if the intuition itself is actually something that is useful and could be useful if used. But what I'm going to try to explain to you today in this episode will hopefully give you a more mature perspective on this subject. See, one of the things that I think separates me from most other people in this kind of community is that I... attempt to see both sides of this issue as much as possible. Which means that I have to look at this situation as objectively, as neutrally as possible. And I've explained how to do this uh, in the last episode uh, called Meditating on the Spectrum of Reality. There's different ways of doing this. And I'm probably going to be deep going deeper on that as well. But what separates me from most of these other spiritual teachings and teachers is that I will not sacrifice objectivity in favor of something that seems popular, like the idea of intuition. And so I will be as fair as possible here and attempt to explain to you what intuition really is. Why it isn't necessarily as unerring as a lot of people want to claim it is. And in fact, what I've learned over the years actually is that intuition is something that actually has to be trained properly um, which often means ignoring intuition at first for various reasons which I'll get into later or at least not paying attention to them as literally as one would normally do so What is intuition in the first place, right? Why do people talk about intuition as as if it is some mystical thing? You know, what does it really what what does it really mean to 
have an, an intuitive hit of some kind. What's actually going on here? So, to answer the first part of this question, intuition is the act of knowing something without knowing that you know it, without realizing what you know. They say intuition is the act of knowing something without knowing how you know, but actually really what it is is the act of making on-the-fly assumptions, which we'll get into in a minute, based on other assumptions gathered by data from past sources. And there's different levels to this, but... So, what is intuition, really? So, if you've uh, ever read the book Thinking Fast and Slow, you know that there's basically two systems to the mind. System one and system two. What you could call the more intuitive and then and the more... Uh, thought-based, intelligent-based system. <sighs> the, the intuitive system is very fast. And is often something that can work best with only one or two bits of information but if there's more than that or if there's hidden bits of information that the intuitive side doesn't really know that much about it will fail to be able to account for that in its thinking um if you ask the question, when, what is 1 plus 1 equal, the, you, you know, the, the uh, system 1 or the intuitive side is going to be able to answer that question by saying 2, right? But if the question is, what is... Eleven, or um, if the question is twelve times twenty-three, you know it's not going to be a simple for system one to know that. So it's going to system one, which is based on more thought. It's much slower. Is going to come into play and say, "Okay, let me add this together here," and this kind of thing, right? So, in order for system one to work properly, it has to make assumptions. It has to have certain um, implicit assumptions based, baked within its uh, construction. And so, because that's the case, what ends up happening is that the intuition, the intuitive hits themselves are in themselves are flawed because, especially if, if they are dealing with more than the uh, system one can actually handle without the system one 
realizing that it can't handle this thing. Um, you know, system one is typically more optimistic. System two is more realistic or closer to pessimism than that. Because system two realizes that it doesn't know everything about these things. Uh, system one is such a fast-paced, on-the-fly kind of system that it hasn't really thought things through. A very primitive system. You know, there's a reason why system two is honestly more useful than system one. System two is used to build amazing things. You know, we have cures for many diseases that 2,000 years ago would have... uh, killed off most people by now, you know, and, and, um, the same for food, you know, most of the people who are alive today wouldn't be alive if it weren't for certain advances in fertilizers and, and food production and things like this and food storage, which is all thanks to system two's kind of process. And so, Intuition, while useful, is not actually the most useful function. And oftentimes, intuition itself, because it has a lot of these uh, implicit assumptions that create uh, methodologically flawed uh, assumptions, creates flawed judgments or methodologically flawed judgments and flawed judgments in general and so you could you know for instance you know there's the example of the you know if if a bell and a bat together cost a dollar ten cent and the bat is more than the ball how much does bat cost how much does the ball cost the the intuitive person uh, mind is going to say ten cent when it's not ten cent you know because it's a dollar more you know that that would not make it a dollar more and so the mind is in system one is very fast and that can help you in certain situations if you if you need to make a really fast decision you know, fight or flight is a very good example of how you could use system one and that would be a a way that system one could be used for you but if you're trying to understand others system one might not be the most useful thing because I honestly I think that I'm not sure how true this is but it wouldn't surprise me that System one is what creates a lot of the racism and stereotypes that you might see, you know, system because system one is not necessarily as familiar with uh, the other types of uh, peoples and cultures there are. Or subcultures, you know, like if you're primarily a white uh, middle class person, you're not really going to be familiar with a person of color, lower class person. 
and how they work and how their culture works. Or even a white lower class person. If somebody who works in the computer industry who is white will not understand somebody who's white who works in something like construction for the most part because they live in different worlds, different universes, which can create different stereotypes if you use System 1 to try and understand what these other people are going through and doing in their lives. Um, <clears throat> for example... I point out the last one because a lot of people want to point to race as that, you know, as this big divider, but it's not always that simple. There's a lot more going on here, but that's what happens when you use system as well. It, it goes to the more obvious examples rather than thinking through thoroughly what's really going on here. And, and that's also, in many cases, why first impressions do seem to be what they are. Because it's just what people get stuck in this idea of what they first saw without realizing that something changes. And eventually they may realize that, but, you know, that may take some time and some doing things like this. And so, one of the things that I have really become aware of, and I've talked about this actually in an episode a couple of years ago, is that intuition is something that has to be uh, sort of trained properly. Um, so, I'll, I'll get into what I mean by that, and then I'll get into the differences between System 1 and System 2, and why System 2 is more useful in this way. But what I mean by this is that, let's say you have, a, you know, you're, you're a normal person, you haven't trained your intuition, right? Your intuition is going to be very flawed. Um, so, if you're trying to understand, or if you're uh, doing something unfamiliar... If you use system one, you you might mess with it, mess it up more. You might fail at doing this thing because you're not familiar with it. System one has to be f at least a little bit familiar with what you're t what you're dealing with in order to work properly. Um, it works on what you uh could call can call a heuristic. A heuristic is basically like a set of. Uh, programming rules that that system one uses. But the the heuristic of system one, uh, the, so you can have heuristics, heuristics in both systems, right? System one heuristics are probably going to be more uh, fast based on very uh, quick data, very quick input. Of certain information, heuristics based on system one can be more, much more slow, much more methodical. Um, if you uh, want to know more, you can search the word heuristic, H E U R I S T I C K, uh, I S T I C, sorry. And uh, basically, the 
the point that I, I want to hear is, is, is a, a sort of model or in uh, a way of uh, speculation, a way to speculate things properly, to investigate things properly, or not. You know, sometimes here our stick is, is very flawed in its methods. But the system one heuristic is, is uh, very kind of, like if you're, you know, what, going back to what we were talking about in the uh, episode that I made a, a little bit ago called uh, the optimal versus the, um, what did I call it? The optimal versus the practical or something like that. I talked about, like, being in a situation of, of trying to make things optimal versus practical, right? Like, you can... So, give an example of this, how this can work. You know, if you're in a situation that's not life or death, you can use System 2, and it can help you to kind of go deeper in that situation to help you to uh, make a proper uh, decision... But if you're dealing with like things that require immediate answers, immediate results, system one has to come in and, and make those decisions very quickly and very fast. But because that's the case, a lot of times if there's too much information for that system one to delegate it properly, it, it can make very flawed decisions. Um, oftentimes I've noticed that system one can be very much uh, very much uh, influenced by emotion emotions can kind of make the system one work less well or can influence the decision more than it would with system two things like this right and so your intuitions are very flawed is basically the point. And there's a there's a study they did. It was a long time ago, it was maybe like twenty years ago, I think. Where, what they did was they. They showed, a, a people, uh, this uh, this game. It, it, it was a video of a, of a basketball game, right? And they asked the, the participants of the study to, uh, count how many passes were made in this game between the different players or whatever. But what the participants didn't know was that there was a a gorilla that went through the game right in the middle of all the passes and everything. And the point of the, uh, the test was to see if they would notice the gorilla, and most of the people didn't, and things like this. And the reason why they didn't is because they had to use less, you know, System one based, uh, they had become more aware of a very narrow for focusing act, which made them lose sight of the gorilla, the invisible gorilla, right? And so, what's really interesting to me about this is that most people would tell you, system one is going to tell you, no, there's no way you wouldn't, you would, you would miss this gorilla, right? You know, that's impossible, but because. In a lot of ways, system two is can be so so narrowly focused in this way. It can create a situation where 
because it's so narrowly focused, you, you don't see the person around the current corner or whatever, right? I think most of us have been in a situation where you might have been reading or on your cell phone or whatever, and somebody comes up to you and you don't, don't realize it, and the person says your name, and they go, oh my god, I didn't realize you were there, you know, that kind of thing. Um... And so, the system has to be kind of trained to look through certain heuristical patterns in order to make sense of what's really going on here, right? And so, when you're talking intuition, what does it really mean to know how you know something without knowing How you knew it. It comes down to. Unconscious. Uh, responses. Unconscious. Uh, responses. Uh, uh, unconscious. Sorry. Unconscious uh, decision making processes. That are, that, are, that are going on without your awareness. That are very quickly. Um, that are very done, that are done, done very quickly, and are done with the uh, the lower levels of the brain, and not necessarily with the more uh, advanced parts of the brain, like the free prefrontal free uh, cortex or whatever. And so. The prefrontal cortex, you could say, probably is, in many cases, going to be more system two based. So, we basically just debunked the idea that intuition is not unerring, that it is indeed very flawed, or at least can be. But I do think it can be trained properly, right? You can have, and so, for instance, you can be very bad at chess at first, right? Like, you can learn something like chess. Um, and so what you have to do is use System 2 to understand chess, how it works. You know, maybe by playing, playing a mini bunch of games. And then eventually, over time, that knowledge is uh, sort of, Immigrated over into system one, and then system one can use that baseline knowledge to play the game of chess, right? But that takes time, it takes effort, and that will take maybe years to do. And so, this kind of also brings up the question of how does someone become an expert at something, right? What does this really mean? And to me, I think what it really means is that, yes, that person did the, the effort it needed to bring, migrate all this stuff over from System 2 to System 1, all that knowledge that he's gained, but also to keep going with the System 2 understandings and further those, and then once those are 
sufficiently uh, learned, you, you migrate those over system one and just keep doing that over and over and over again until you reach such a, an advanced level of understanding and realization about something that you can kind of do it in your sleep. Um, and that's the whole point, really, is, is it's about learning how to kind of go beyond the intuition, in my opinion. So, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that intuition is unimportant, I think, so, uh, I think intuition is useful, if done properly. You know, you because you might be thinking that oh yeah, if you must not believe in intuition, you must not think that intuition is is good or useful or whatever. So, I think, as in all things, it has its uses, right? System one is useful when you understand something sufficiently enough to where it can been be migrated and translated over into system one. From system two. But. Just because that. Has happened. Does not mean that you're. Necessarily an expert at that. That's at the basic levels. You're still very much at the beginning levels of this. And most people are probably going to stop right there. Once they get to that level. Most people aren't really going to go beyond that. They're going to go oh yeah that. I, I understand that thing enough to to where I can use this without having to use too much effort, right? Because system two involves a lot of effort. System one involves basically no effort at all. Or very little effort. And so... The expert is somebody who... Attempts to and decides to go beyond just learning the basics and incorporating that into system one and decides to keep going with the system two work needed to be an expert. You know, system one is a kind of very generalistic mode of understanding. It's like it 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 attempts to take a complicated process and make it as simple as possible so that it can use that same process for its own work work. Um there's this uh there was this video I wa I was watching a while ago, I was like, maybe like a couple weeks ago, I was talking about this book, I forget what it was called, I think it was called Mathematica Princip Principia or something like that, and one of the things I was talking about was this uh, question of one, what is one plus one, or why does one plus one equal two, I was talking about how they were talking about this in this book, and that particular problem took about 700 pages to answer, um, which is you know where system two really shines at that point, at that level, right? And so, 
System 1 is going to be very generalistic. It, and that's typically what you find, is that System 1 is very generalistic in that, and then so in that way can make very quick decisions. You know, because if you have to deal with 10 or more pieces of information, or two or three or more pieces of information, you know, System 1 is not going to be able to handle that as well. And so what System 1 has to attempt to do is to take all this information that System 2 has learned and generalize all of that into one or two bits of information as much as possible in order, in order to save energy to, in order to simplify this process. Which is why you'll get a lot of general statements from people like, oh, you know, gravity is this versus a scientific explanation, which is going to be more complex. Gravity is not just that. It's actually much more than that. You know, gravity is the, uh, you know, the mass of you know, the center going. You know, people think gravity is what happens when something falls. But gravity is caused by being uh, because of the center of the Earth, you know, this kind of thing, or the center of the mass of the Earth, or something like this. And so, what it involves really is to generalize things, which can be useful. But if you're too general, if you're you know too big picture, you're not. It's going back to what we were talking about in the last. A couple of episodes about structure versus uh, content and detail, right? Um, you can make a statement that says that worry doesn't work. But how is that going to help anybody at all? You know, that may be true, but how is that true and why? And how do you really deal with that, right? And so system one approach would be to make a simple statement like this, right? Work, worry doesn't work. System 2 would go, worry doesn't work because it doesn't help you to really deal with the problem properly. You know, emotions oftentimes get in the way of making proper proper solutions. So you, so you see the point. So System 2 makes more, dist more distinctions, uh, can be more uh, fleshed out in a lot of ways. And System 1 is very general. And so... What it requires of you in life is to attempt to use more System 2. Like, if you really want to learn more about something, I think there's a couple of major things you, you need to learn how to do. One of them is to learn how to become a, uh, more structural, learn how to uh, look at the structure of something that you're trying to learn about. The other thing is to learn how to use more of System 2 processing when you're doing this. And the last thing is to learn how to be neutral about what you're learning. And to try and focus on both sides of the issue of whatever it is you're learning. So that you can capture all of what's really being, what's really going on here. This kind of thing. So... The 
the intuitive hits yeah. of your you know, the, your intuitive hits are based on these general you know heuristics they're making general statements now, this is true that that therefore that is also true you know, a plus b equals c but if uh, a plus b equals you know f for instance you know a plus the c answer might cause more problems it might make things wrong and so what really it requires in my opinion as far as using intuition is to use system one or system two sorry to train system one And even so, I, I, I even uh, still, even when system one is properly trained, I still use system two. Um, and so, the, the way that I do things is a bit different than most people, right? What I do is I attempt to understand something. And then I, I attempt to make it as simple as possible at first. And then from there, make, make fill in a bunch of details and whatnot, right? There's a, there's a big way of kind of doing this. So you can use system one to make general statements. But with these general statements, they have to fit in with the uh, basic pattern of the the details that you're getting and exploring bit with system two. And so I attempt to m make those patterns fit as much as possible, which isn't always possible, but it is something that is, um, you know, it is worth doing in my opinion. It may not always be simple or easy but it is worth doing you may or may not agree that's that's fine uh, but you know if i find that if you don't really do this as much it often it often can cause you to make mistakes that you could avoid making and it often makes you one thing that it really makes you do is it makes you uh you know stop it makes you like have to become more objective because what you have to literally do sometimes is you have to stop and think more. So for instance, if you are presented with some kind of information and your your, your uh, mind gets angry and your emotions start going, what this really requires you to do this process is to kind of stop and look with system two rather than going with what the system one response might be of getting angry and saying, no, this is wrong and this is you know, inaccurate or whatever. And because you are able to do that, you are able to become more stable as a person. Your, your, your ideas are more stable and you can uh, you're, you're more 
your ideas are more uh, inclusive. And what I mean by inclusive is that they they fit as much of the knowledge as possible. And typically what I've seen, seen happen is that people will have an opinion or a theory or whatever and they'll try to fit all the knowledge that is there to that theory as much as possible and when they can't they try and get it to fit anyway as much as possible not all people do this and it's not always as black and white as that but that's typically what I've noticed people do because they're using more of that system on processing but I try to do it in the other way of looking at all the information first then seeing how that all fits together to create a general pattern and then from there seeing if it fits and if it doesn't fit changing it moderating it in certain ways until it finally fits this kind of thing that's really what science is about as well science doesn't do a study and say oh this study this contradicts my opinion and so I'm not going to take it to advisement it looks at that study despite all this and also not all science that doesn't mean that a scientist is not going to be biased towards a certain theory or worldview but that does mean that a proper scientist will take that on into account as much as possible when making these decisions um so Anyways, hope you enjoyed this. Long episode, and I'll talk to the next one.